Oh, uh, oh, did you start recording? <laughs> yeah, I started recording. Amanda, no! <laughs> no! All that good material! <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome to Adapted for You Viewing. My name is David and I watch too many movies. And my name is Amanda and I read too many books. We are brother and sister and this is our podcast for nerds where we talk too much about movies and shows based off of books and then we tell you which one is worth consuming. Mm -hmm. Today we will be talking about Five Feet Apart and we will be spoiling everything from the book from 2018 and the movie from 2019. So if you're still holding out, Make sure you go watch or read both of those. Uh, so Five Feet Apart is a story kind of reminiscent of John Green's The Fault in Our Stars. I think the comparisons Incredible, are yeah. <laughs> uh, hard to ignore, but it's about yeah. uh, two teens with cystic fibrosis who spend time in a hospital for, I want to say, two weeks. Uh, I think that's Maybe. about the timeline. Uh, but one of them... Uh, has a disease that or ugh. are you gonna try and pronounce it i know i saw i saw it and then i didn't want to pronounce it um just know that these two teens the whole point of it is they cannot be within six feet of each other because if they do they run a risk of infecting the other and the other person will die uh and so it's a romance of course between these two teens sort of struggling uh with Wait, I'm going to I'm going to try and say what he has. Okay. So, we had a, we had a note from our last maybe this is something you'll end up editing out, but we had a note from uh, our single listener about uh our delivery and he said perhaps we should remember people's names. <laughs> That's pretty basic, huh? <laughs> okay, so it's Will and Stella are our two main characters. They both have cystic fibrosis, but Will has B. Cepatia. And I'm so sorry if I messed that up, but that's kind of what it looks like. And yeah. maybe that's how they said it in the movie. I can't remember. Yeah, maybe. Um, which basically means he has a really intense infection um, that makes it impossible for him to get a lung transplant, which is super important. Um for their longevity. And so if he spreads that to somebody else who has cystic fibrosis, like Stella, um, she will not be able to get her lung transplant, which she is high on the list for. So that's the that's the tragedy they face. Mm-hmm. So, Amanda. Yeah. What was your first experience with the book or movie or just hearing about this in general? Yeah, I actually, um, there was quite a bit of buzz about it in the spring when the movie came out and I blog quite a lot about books and everybody was raving about it. It had really good reviews on Goodreads. Um, everybody said the movie was really cute. It was all over Tumblr. And so I had kind of pegged it as something to circle around back to, uh, when I feel like reading a YA or a rom-com or something like that. Uh, what about you? Uh, I had absolutely no experience uh, because <laughs> I don't... Because you're not on Tumblr enough? <laughs> I don't have a Tumblr account. My girlfriend <laughs> has a Tumblr account. I have no idea how to use Tumblr. You're really and missing out. I never will yeah. use Tumblr. Yeah. I think that's that's not Yikes. on the cards anymore for me. <laughs> uh I think it just kind of, if I didn't use it in high school, I just don't think I'm ever going to use it. I think that's just well, how it works I'm well me. into my 30s and still use it, so... I'm pretty proud about that. You can be proud about it. <laughs> but I mean, for the most part, you know, I had zero experience about this book until I yeah. saw it on the spreadsheet of book and movies <laughs> that you made for this podcast. Yeah. And I wanted to, you know, when we were coming up with the idea for this, I wanted to make sure that we kind of, you know, as we experimented with what we like talking about and what books and movies and or shows we wanted to to discuss here, I wanted to give us like a, a broad range. And I know it's super easy to kind of nitpick and make fun of, especially a YA romance. Oh, yeah. Um, so I don't I didn't necessarily have the intention of coming here to dump <laughs> on this story. Um, 
But the next few sentences I say will completely undercut that sentiment. So, okay, um, okay, okay. <laughs> Show all your cards. I'm ready. I think that this story was made for a very specific type of person. Yes. And that person is in love with Cole Sprouse. <laughs> Whether they are reading the book or watching the movie, they are in love with him. <laughs> That, yeah, that makes sense. That makes 100% sense. But uh, do you have any, like, good history on the book? I don't. Because I noticed there's... So, there's oh, go on. Yeah, I don't uh, because I got about... It's a pretty short book, so maybe like 50 pages in after we get kind of the descriptions of all the characters. And I thought it was odd because... I had seen the trailer for this movie. I'm familiar Uh with some of the actors. And I thought it was odd how closely the character description matched each of the characters. I thought that was really strange. Yeah. And then I Googled it, which is something I normally don't do in in the middle of a book. I usually wait till the end. And it turns out I have made a huge mistake. This (laughs) is not a a movie adapted from the book. It is a book adapted from a screenplay, which I think explains a lot of what's happening here. It absolutely explains a lot. And yeah, I was like shocked when five minutes before (laughs) we got on, I saw that the book came out five months before the movie. Yeah, And I know for a fact, movie production takes a very long time. No one has that quick of a turnaround. And so that was a bit shocking. So I'm going to stomp a little bit on your movie facts since my book facts are directly related to the movie facts. They are um, now intertwined. They, they are, are just facts intertwined. Now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the writers of the screenplay, uh, Tobias, uh, nope, I can't say Ionconis. Oh boy, Ionconis. Yeah, that's that's yeah. the best I got too. Okay, mm-hmm. and Mickey. Daughtry, Jesus. Daughtry, you like the band. Yeah, you know? sure. This is going to be just a podcast about us <laughs> struggling to pronounce people's names. Um, but they sold their screenplay. They had uh, worked with a, a YouTube star named Claire Wineland, who, um, who has cystic fibrosis. And she worked together with them on the film to make it more accurate. Uh, and so... That is the experience that went into kind of inspiring this screenplay. And I think that that shows a little bit because when Mm -hmm. you have these two next to each other, there is a little bit more... I don't know. I don't even know how to say it. a little bit more inspiration. I think that goes into the film yeah. that is kind of lost when it's adapted from the screenplay into a book. Do you think that's fair? I think that's fair. And and for those listening, a a new peek behind the curtain is we made the decision that Amanda from now on will read the book, then watch the movie. Yep. And I had the experience of watching the movie and reading the book. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, I hated this decision. (laughs) (laughs) Immediately. It's going to be a lot more fun for Jurassic Park. A little bit less fun for Five Feet Apart, unfortunately. It will 100% be more fun for Jurassic Park. I can't wait to watch that. But it... I had a hard time sticking to that rule, and I dragged my feet to reading this book. Uh, It was just a really tough read to get through after actually watching that movie. Yeah, so I think we're treading into our next part, uh, which is, what did you think about this story, David? Well, pause on that. I have one more fun fact for you about the movie. Uh, And it is about the advertising campaign. Oh, that's right. Leading up to the announcement. Mm Mm-hmm. So, the <laughs> uh, for the film, they hired a bunch of Instagram stars to post about uh, the film. I think they picked actually like nine people mm-hmm. to actually Perfect. promote. This never goes wrong. This never goes wrong. Mm-hmm. Organic, you know, it's the best way to reach the kids is right. what I'm thinking. Right. You know? So, it was supposed to be an organic post. It sort of reaches out and connects people on an organic level so they can go see this movie. The problem is, is all of the posts from these Instagrammers were talking about how difficult long-term relationships or long-distance relationships are and how that has parallels to the six-foot rule that these characters are going through. 
And oh, understandably, the importance of cystic fibrosis. <laughs> yes, understandably, it undercuts <laughs> sort of the seriousness of this disease, yeah. comparing it to a long distance relationship. Those are two very different things. Yeah, it's interesting that they chose that specifically to talk about when promoting this movie. Yeah, I guess, it wasn't a like, good this, idea. Distance, I mean, the movie opens with talking about it in in the YouTube narrative that Stella has and ends with it. So I kind of get it, but not the best, probably. So did it how did it go? Did it go well? It didn't go well. <laughs> what a surprise. Uh they cut it very soon afterwards. Uh the Instagrammers had to apologize. Oh no. And <laughs> was everyone I don't even blame them. It was it? just Why a bad were, idea. Yeah. Why did they pull it so fast? Uh, because, yeah, everyone was pissed. Oh. Like, it's not hard to see yeah. why it's a bad idea. Yeah, because instead of yeah. talking about cystic fibrosis, they're talking about how sad they are about not hanging out with their beau. Yes, and I think this uh, gives us an excellent segue to what your question was, which is, what do you think about yeah. this story? what did you think about this story? I think much like the ad campaign, there are two competing things about this story one of which i do enjoy and the other one that i really just it was well it, it's not made for me so one is yeah. the romance between will and stella mm -hmm. as well as the uh treatment that they have to go through for mm -hmm. their diseases or for their disease and sort of the hardships of having to know that you're going to die young yeah. and what that means yeah. and what does it really mean to live when you know you're going to die that early. Yeah. And that part of the story I absolutely loved. Mm -hmm. Like the parts where, you know, Stella is going through her treatment or is describing it, even in the book, it's it's basically like a list description. It almost reads like it was yeah. off a screenplay. Yeah. But I found it far more interesting uh, than the actual romance right, itself. And I didn't know this. Um, I had some assumptions about cystic fibrosis, but I didn't really know yeah. anything about it. But that it is your body creates more mucus than it can handle. And so it's literally like suffocating your lungs. And so you have to get it out. And so Stella and, and Will go through all these different treatments in order to help that. Um, and it is. It's very interesting. It's not something that I thought about before, uh, especially happening to young people. And so that part of it, I agree, was super, super interesting. I didn't mind. Like I knew that we were walking into a romance. Um, and I would argue that this book was probably a little bit more meant for someone like me. Um, but I don't think, like I think it was mashed together poorly. Like I think it, mm -hmm. it like one didn't really grow off of the other. It just was treated like a a rom-com impasse that they had to get over and then spoiler they don't they just kind of break up at the end <laughs> yeah and that shows a lot within yeah. the actual pacing of the story yeah the the ending comes all of a sudden both in the book and in the movie i i was shocked when i was reading the book and about I don't know, five important things happen at the end of this book, all within the span of like 10 pages. I was like, oh, this is moving way too fast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So what did you, what did you actually like about the movie itself? So you got to watch the movie first. What did you like about the movie? Yeah. So a, a little bit more on the casting of this movie, mm -hmm. the casting, of course, Will is played by our boy Cole Sprouse. Yep. Stella is played by Haley Lou Richardson, who I have never heard before, before this movie. Uh, and their friend Poe is played by Moises Arias. Arias. Oh, man. Arias. Yeah. Oof. Back to that butchering of names. Oops, so good, uh, first of all, do you know where Cole and Moises come they from? They are Disney you know Channel stars. They are Disney Channel stars. <laughs> I was like so happy to see them together. I thought Moises killed it. I thought he was a really great Poe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I because I did the opposite where I read the book at first, and I thought Poe from the book was really hard to peg. Um, and I think that's just because he needed a certain charisma that was really lacking in the book. But I thought Moises did a really good job in the movie with him. 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's probably the performance I'm most impressed by. Or actually, no, I haven't gotten to Haley's performance yet. I think she killed I it. Think, but Moise is like, he did a fantastic yeah, job say- for the material he was given. Mm-hmm. Some of the lines in the book were, te- read were terrible. Corny <laughs> and terrible. But when he says them, mm-hmm. I they're great. Yeah, you buy like, them. Yeah. I love the way he portrayed that character. It has a lot more nuance in I it. I think all the acting was was really great. I think even like the the nursing staff I thought was very good. Uh, all the oh, kids were really good. Yeah. So I think the acting was really on point. Yeah, Haley Lou Richardson, if you look at any review on Rotten Tomatoes, Metacritic, anything she killed it. Yeah, if like, she, like, she actually really killed a it. Channel, I might follow her because she was very charming. Well, I think that again, now that I know the source material for this movie, yeah. I am so much more sympathetic to this movie yeah, than totally. I was at first watch. Mm-hmm. And she was by far the best part about this movie. Yeah. Like that first scene in the book, it sort of opens up with like Haley and her friends preparing for a trip. And I I thought the internal thoughts of Stella could be annoying yeah. sometimes. <laughs> the internal dialogue uh, was the internal dialogue for every character. Disruptive, I would say. It was very it wanted to tell you everything that was going on instead of just giving us a scene, which I think yes. was hard. Yeah. And that's why the first scene of this movie, I actually really enjoyed yeah. it. Like I was really impressed well, by it scene, because it did trick yeah, me. Yeah, the first scene is a bait and switch, right? It looks like three girls hanging out, talking about a school trip that one of them can't go on. And you're sad for a second, but it just looks like three high school girls. And then her two friends leave, Stella's two friends leave, and then Stella puts on her cannula and it pans out and you find out that she's in a hospital room. And it's a really great introduction to uh, her character and to the story. It makes her very sympathetic, like right out the gate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think the changes the movie made to her character, because I would say in the movie, she is much more of an unrealistic optimist. You know, she has positivity flowing everywhere. Whereas in the book, you got her internal monologue and she I, I really didn't understand her like like she had a completely different character arc in the book, it felt like. Yeah. Than in the movie. Yeah. Okay, so before we get into that, what did you think about the – what did you like about the book then? I mean, what I liked about the book – um, <laughs> You want me to go first? <laughs> what did I like about the book? Uh, I mean, for me, again, I think the Stella character is – you know what? No. Pause. I know which character I like the best, and it was their nurses. Mm-hmm. I think the nurses – uh, both portrayed in the book Barb, Nurse and Barb. in the movie. Was amazing. M- Nurse Barb, yeah. Julie, all the nurses, they were great. I loved the portrayal of these types of like selfless nurses. Yeah. I think that's actually pretty realistic to how these people go through their job. Mm-hmm. She was by far my favorite character up until like the last 10, 15 pages, but we'll get to that later. Yeah. Barb? Why didn't you like her in the last 10, 15 pages? I don't like any character okay, in the last fair. 10, okay, 15 okay. pages. So it's not, it's not no, Barb's I, fault. It's the story's yeah, fault at I thought that the point. strength of the book was there was a couple of uh, – so I think that there's a couple of things added, obviously, because you got to fill up a book with more stuff. I thought Poe's backstory was a lot better written in the in the book than in the movie. I think they touch on it a couple of times. Um, but poor Poe, he really gets the, the shaft in, in – both of these stories, but his story about him being a, a kid who has this terrible disease, whose parents got deported and now he's living on his own um, just so he can get the medical care he needs. That was incredible. I kind of wish to be honest, the book was about him because I feel like he was a very interesting person. Yes. Um, and that part. And then the part with Will and his mom, I thought was more interesting in the book than it was in the movie um, because it was nice having Will's mom juxtapose against Stella's mom. Um, Cause Stella's parents are kind of like, she has to take care of them a lot. And Will's mom is very controlling and he accuses her of basically caring more about like worrying more about his disease than about him. And he kind of has a shift in that belief, like three quarters mm-hmm. of the way through the book. And I think it's a really nice moment between 
a son and a mother um, in this kind of situation. And I thought it was really well done. It was surprisingly well done in the book. Yeah. Yeah. I really like that part of the book, uh, especially Poe's character. Yeah. I, you're right. He definitely got shafted in the movie. And you could tell the movie had to cut a couple things out. I'm upset that they chose to cut that out. That probably didn't test well. Or some executive thought that might have been a bit, bit too Maybe. much in a movie yeah, like this. Yeah, it's disappointing, this. though, because... It really, it really makes him less interesting in the movie, unfortunately. Yeah, and I think the only reason why that character is interesting is because Moises plays him very likable. He's ridiculously yeah. charming in the movie. Yeah. But I, I don't even get mad at the movie that much for cutting things out like the parents because this book has too many things going on. It does have a lot of things going on. It has Stella's app, Stella's Ugh. parents who are getting together, and then they... They're divorced. No, they're separated in the beginning and then they get together inexplicably at the end. Um, Yeah, it's got a lot going on. You're also missing uh, Stella grieving over her dead sister. Oh, yeah. I always forget that. I feel like that's the part that's interesting about that is Stella having survivor's guilt that she feels like she's the daughter that should have died. I think that's very interesting. But I think that it's played for a mystery for most of the book is really strange. I don't think they need to do that. Well, I think for me is they, they spend as little time as possible on each plot point. Like Abby is revealed and then the Abby plot is resolved 20 pages later. Yeah. uh, Because they need to get to this romance. It feels like the romance is constantly butting in to these plot points that I find interesting. Abby was an interesting plot point. Like the idea of, uh, someone who knows they're going to die soon having survivor's guilt is very interesting. Yes. The idea of even Will's character who uh, mm-hmm. has who needs to learn again what to live for even though he knows he's going to die soon is very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. All of and these to throw those two together is super interesting. Yeah. But they don't do anything together. It's the romance that comes in and is constantly taking away from all yeah. these interesting parts. Yeah. And it kills if, me. If this, and I'm, I'm jumping ahead to what we want to talk about, but if this story was just a story about, let's say, four kids, I'd thrown another kid there just to make it not about couples or a third wheel. Um, but let's say it's about four kids who meet at this hospital for a couple of weeks and they all challenge each other's ideas about how they feel about their own disease. That would be super interesting. And I would be totally on board for that. You know, who should have rewritten this? I cannot remember this guy's name now. Give me a minute. I got to Google it. He's, (laughs) he's one of my favorites. And I felt like he actually would have done a great job telling a story like this because that's, that's my biggest change is cut the romance. Maybe you can have, some sort of hints at a romance, but it's more about these three kids and the nursing staff having to go through this thing together. And I think that is very interesting because, man, they just start skipping around and towards the end, it just feels like plot point, plot point, plot point every five minutes that they just need to get through because it all happens in one day. Yeah, so I think there's a couple of things that didn't work um, from the adaption. So like either from the screenplay into the movie and the movie into the screenplay. One of them I think is the scavenger hunt that will get sent down for their second date. I think that's kind of funny in the book. It's less interesting in the movie because he's just going from place to place finding balloons. Um, The second thing I think that doesn't super work between the two is actually the pool scene that's in a lot of uh, like the advertisements Um, in the book. It's it's the end of their first date and there it's supposed to be very romantic. They have a pool cue between them to keep them enough distance apart. And there's this really weird moment where Will uses it to like stroke Stella's arm and it's very it, – it made me laugh reading it, which is not how you're supposed to feel for, like, that yeah. moment. <laughs> and then in the movie, I thought it was very sweet where he, like, uses it, like, just to kind of, like, poke at her shoulder. And then um, they get up and they undress and they jump into the pool together. And I thought that was a much better scene than in the book because it's played off as sad rather than sexy. And I think that yeah. was the right call because these are – 
teenagers. And yes, they have libidos, but we don't really want to talk about that. We want to talk about like the sadness of their situation, right? We want to experience that with them. And I think that's the mistake that the adaption kept making was that like we get like a lot of details about Will's sexual life that we didn't need. Um, and like the sexual tension between them. And that's not really what's, what's nice about the movie. Like that's not really like the meat of the movie. The meat no. of the movie is a relationship that can't, that is stalled out because of their disease. Right. Yeah. There is so many times that the will character has an internal monologue. And I, I think no <laughs> human being would ever think that. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, he also, because I... He also is called... I counted. He is called a rebel no less than a dozen <laughs> times in the book. And I don't know why. You because you couldn't tell. You couldn't tell. <laughs> it just seems like such a strange thing to continuously say. So there is a part of the book where it's toward the end, and I already knew how the book was going to end at this point. And I, I really did almost stop reading after this part. Uh, I had to stop, sigh, walk away for 10 minutes, and then come <laughs> no. back. And it is the part where at the end of the movie, they are sitting down in the snow, doing like snow angels or whatever. Yeah. I actually really like that part of the movie. It yeah. kind of, it it harkens back to a shot from... It, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. I liked that. I liked the parallel there. That part of the movie I, I did enjoy. In the book, though, it's written from Will's point of view. And there's a point where he looks over at Stella. Is this the boob joke? And, yes, really and he, sees, <laughs> he sees a bulge mm -hmm. in her jacket. And mm -hmm. he said says like internally, huh, that's weird. Stella's boobs aren't that big. And it's yeah. like its own line. It's and really I saw that. <laughs> I'm like, why the hell did the editor keep that in there? They could have mm -hmm. easily cut that out. I hated it so much because I'm like, no person would look at someone's chest like that and then think to themselves, hmm, I've seen their boobs. <laughs> Those boobs aren't that big. She's also like wearing a winter coat. So I was really confused by that description too. I'm like, you can't. And then in the movie, you can't really tell either because it's a winter coat. So it's not good. It's it's not good. And just Will's character in general. First of all, I understand why they had Cole Sprouse in this movie mm -hmm. based on the character that's in this book or that was in the screenplay, whatever. Mm. I think Cole Sprouse and the character of Will to a certain extent, I'm not saying Cole had the best uh, material to work with here, but I think the Cole Sprouse casting was a mistake because everybody do. else brought so much depth to their role. And I think Cole brought nothing. He was playing it like he was know. in Riverdale and everyone else was in a serious <laughs> drama. Maybe. I thought he was doing a pretty good job. Can I, I give you a replacement? Sure. Give me a replacement. I have thought a lot about this. Oh, okay. okay. Way too much about who would I replace because I can't dog on Cole and not have someone to replace him with. True. I think it should have been Justice Smith. He is the lead from Detective Pikachu. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. He's also been in the show The Get Down, where he plays sort of a similar-ish character. And let me tell you, I think he would have killed this role because Cole is cannot give out a serious line to save his life. <laughs> okay, True. He's supposed to, I mean, it didn't bother me that much because his character was supposed to be like that, where he wasn't taking anything too seriously. Like that was his decision, right? To choose not to take anything too seriously. Yeah. The problem is, is then when he's giving like his very serious monologue at the end, it's really not great. But I think no. that like, even like the, like the climax of this movie is um, they have... Ugh, poor Poe. Poor Poe has died because of plot reasons. Literally no other explanation. Did they, ever, did they give an explanation? Reasons. They did not give an explanation. Oh I was gosh. very upset about this. In the book, I was waiting for them to confirm that he had actually died, and they never do. And I was very upset by that because he was my favorite character. 
So Stella's very upset about this. She's decided basically to give up on life, wants to run away with Will to go and see these Christmas lights that are lit up across town. And so they decide for some reason, instead of taking an Uber to walk the two miles to this, uh, this Christmas show, Christmas light show. And that's when they make the snow angels. It's a pretty scene. And then they walk across ice for some reason and she falls into the ice. Um, I thought the scene from the movie was pretty good. The book, I was basically yeah. like, you guys are going to die out here. <laughs> I was yes. very stressed out the whole time. Um, But I think in the serious parts where Will is trying to save Stella, who's fallen through the ice, he has to give her CPR, which is a big deal because of his infection. Um, I thought that I thought Cole Sprouse did very well there, like being panicked and saving her and passing out and stuff like that. Um, I thought the ending was bad. So, before we get to the ending, I want to ask you one one last thing on Cole Sprouse. Okay, what did you think of his hair? Huh? His what did hair, you think of that dye job? Okay, so his hair is very. Jughead from Riverdale. So <laughs> I feel like he literally came off the set. I think of he did. Riverdale. Yeah, <laughs> they just they just didn't change it at all. Yeah, I didn't mind it so much. I think I think the kids these days are wearing their hairs all kinds of ways. So I thought it was fine. Aging yourself I out. I understand. <laughs> uh, okay, let's talk about the ending because we'll give a summary first of what I would say everything that happens in the last 30 pages of this book. You already said the first part where Poe dies, they go out onto the ice lake, Stella falls yeah. into the lake, but there's so much more happens. And it's it's a good note that that there's very little that happens up until this point. Um, the inciting incident is kind of arbitrary where like Stella insists that she has to do all of um, – Will's treatments, like organize all of Will's treatments for him so that he does them all because it bothers her that he doesn't. And they they kind of like give this lame explanation of her having some kind of OCD, which is kind of a joke and kind of not. So I I thought it was lame, Um, but they befriend each other. And then literally in the last maybe like 10 percent of this book, all the action happens. Um yeah, I had a problem with the ending of this book because I think it plays into a a bit of a cliche that I don't like, um, where I don't like when a relationship starts without one party having a clear say in it or ends without <laughs> one party having a clear say in it. And yes. I, I also think it, it undercuts a lot of what this movie is, and book is trying to say, right? The point of the five feet is that technically they should be six feet apart and they steal that one foot back because they, which it really bothered me that it took so long to explain why this movie was five feet apart. Uh, let me tell you, <laughs> as soon as someone said six feet apart, I was like, yes. did they put a typo or yes, something? I double checked the title and I was like, hold on. <laughs> because they must say six feet apart, like a hundred times in the first 50% yes. of this book. And then the explanation of five feet come and I'm like, okay, fine. But that's the point of the book, right, is that they're taking back at least one foot because they don't want to be controlled by their disease. They still want to have a life. Yeah. And then that's completely undone by the ending where Will is like, we can't be together because I'm going to like I'm going to infect you, especially with your new lungs, which means we cannot have any kind of relationship at all. And poor Stella is is hooked up to a ventilator and can't even say anything because she just had her lungs lungs transplanted and she can't even say she's just sitting there and crying while he's giving this dumb speech with like all these sparkly lights behind him and then he just leaves and that's the end. He also in the book, he also makes a note to mention, well, I think he does in the movie like I could I could have only done this with you having a tube down your throat. And I'm like, that is not the right thing that is to not say okay. right now. Well, and he's like, now I really understand. Like, if you love something, you have to let it go. And uh, I just... Uh, it was a very uh, tone-deaf ending. It's, it's not great. And I think I'm more sensitive to stuff like that because... Me and my husband were in a long distance relationship for a long time. And I don't like the way 
books or movies or series kind of treat the idea that long distance doesn't super doesn't count as a relationship because if you're not like in the same room together, you're not really in a relationship. And I don't I don't buy that. I think there's a lot more depth to relationships that happen in communication and in ex- shared experiences and stuff like that. And so I don't understand why they just broke up at the end and didn't talk to each other again after that. You know what I mean? Yeah, this uh, this relationship also was like two weeks long. Yeah. Tops. Yeah. I will say that <laughs> one thing about the ending, I was sitting in bed mm-hmm. thinking about this ending after I had watched the movie. Mm-hmm. And I had a scene that they must have just forgotten in the movie to show, I'm sure, of when Cole Sprouse goes up to uh, this girl's parents, Della's parents, mm-hmm. whom he almost killed her, by the way. Yep. Right? He yep. almost killed her. Yep. And they not should like not be near each other. hours earlier. Yep. And he goes up to them and says, hi, can you help me break up with your daughter? Yeah. <laughs> and then... Like, what is that conversation? And then, like, the nurses and everyone's like, yeah, this is a great idea. Let's help you break up with her and then leave dramatically. Worse is that they didn't know. And Will's like, I want to do this great thing to cheer up Stella. And he gets everybody involved to set up all those lights outside of her room. And then he just breaks up with her and leaves. And everyone's like, what the hell just happened? (laughs) I thought thought they were friends. (laughs) Like, this is horrible. <laughs> why can't they just like, like, hey, I'm going to move to a different hospital. Let's just call each other now. Yeah. I don't know. It's. I ugh. think it was. Okay. So when we were introduced. Okay. So I've read John Green before. Right. So I know. I know yeah. kind of the formula that goes into two teenagers who are ill and in love, right? I know that formula. So we are introduced to Will, Stella, and Poe, right? Our three sick three kids. Yes. And at the beginning, I was like, okay, one of them are dying before the end of this book. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, right? And so if it's Stella, I, I thought Stella was the least likely. She's our main character. Um, she also has survivor's guilt. And so I think it would make sense narratively for her basically to that's her character arc, right? Is that she has this guilt, she gets over it, and she decides that she wants to live a full life, which is basically the story arc that we have actually played out. And then we have Poe, which I really didn't want them to kill because it would basically be a plot device, which it is. He 100% is only a plot device. Mm-hmm. And then we had Will, who wants to die. And I thought it would have been a much stronger narrative if he he wants to die, basically. And then he meets and befriends these two people during his treatment. And then he doesn't want to die anymore. And then he does, right? And they have to deal with all those emotions that come with it. I think that would have made a stronger story if Will would have died at the end. So I found the author that I think should have wrote this story instead. Okay, who is it? Nick Hornby. I think he would have oh, done yeah. a much better he job. Would have done, uh, what else did he write? He wrote... Um, he did High Fidelity, A uh-huh. Long Way Down, Fever Pitch. What was the one that I read? He's done quite a few books. And I think what he's really good at is char- like very subtle character development. Mm-hmm. And he would have he would have killed it because none of his books, even those who have like romances, like they're all fairly complicated. And you could describe some of his books as being YA ish. I think he would have absolutely uh, nailed this yeah, story. I think so, too. Um, I And I think that's part of the problem is that I think the screenwriters did a great job putting together a story that talked about cystic fibrosis and talked about the lives that these teens live. Um, and then the adapted book was really trapped in that narrative. And so it really felt like the characters couldn't do what they naturally would have done. Um, the way they were set up at the beginning of the book, it, they felt kind of trapped into the plot. Which I think is mm-hmm. is always something hard to do when you're 
writing a novel based off of something that's already pre-written. I want to say one nice thing about this movie. It's not going to be about the story, but about the movie. And that is my biggest surprise about this movie is how good the score is. It's very good. The score is surprisingly Mm -hmm. excellent. It's a mix between this ambient electronic music and sort of this like orchestral uh, ambient music in the background. It reminds me of like this weird mix between, I don't know if you know the Icelandic band Sigaross. It reminds me like of a... Electronic I thought you were going to talk about that. one of the bands that you listen to that's like Russian folk, Japanese fusion. You're just going to put me yes, on blast now, huh? <laughs> this is this is. So I was prepared. I was prepared not to know whatever your whatever band you're going to reference. <laughs> but I knew that one. <laughs> I try. I, I try to keep it nice. audience friendly. Okay, <laughs> that'll be on our other podcast. Obscure things <laughs> for obscure people. Obscure things for obscure people. Wait a second. That sounds like a Hold great on. podcast. <laughs> Wait, no. I think that's just... Uh, what is 99% invisible? I think that's all that is. Uh, uh, yeah, maybe. And none of us have the smooth voice of we Roman Mars to really no. pull that off. Yeah, I edit our voices. <laughs> mm. We need a lot of work. <laughs> We're not Roman Mars. Not yet. Um, okay, so do you have... What is your one nitpick... From this story, something that doesn't necessarily change the plot, but just bothered you that you wanted to change. <laughs> this this seems obvious. Why, if if Poe mm-hmm. died, okay, why wouldn't they immediately put the other two on lockdown? Yeah. Because Poe dies, we don't get an explanation, but I think it is hinted at that he somehow contracted something when they were all at the big party or that he contracted something because he was near them. Why wouldn't, if like one kid of your three kids who have CF suddenly die out of nowhere with no warning signs, why wouldn't you instantly put the other two on lockdown? I could not, I just, I couldn't understand why the heck these kids were just like, all right, I'm packing my bags. I'm going for a walk. Like, no, these kids would be on. Um, they would have handcuffs on to their bed. <laughs> they are not going intense. anywhere. Well, I agree. I think that would actually that would probably be my nitpick too. Would be the handling of Poe's death because I think we get a little bit more in the movie. It's a little bit more um, emotionally jarring uh, because mm-hmm. she she runs into Poe's room while they're giving him CPR, and then she goes back later and she finds they've stopped basically given they've, they've called it and all the nurses are on the ground and they're really sad. Um, and it's, it's a really well acted scene, but there's nothing like after the fact, like when they realize that both Stella and will are gone, like both of them have basically like will has packed up his stuff and mm-hmm. Stella has trashed her room and it's maybe like 45 minutes until somebody actually goes to check on either of them, which is wild to me. And they're literally like, they're just sitting there. They're not like they're, they're not doing anything else. And so <laughs> yeah. I, I just thought that was so strange to have that, especially when you know, like these nurses have been with Stella and Poe since they were kids, like for literally a decade you would think that the first thing they would do was go would go and sit with with Stella and talk to her about it, but they don't. Mm-hmm. So it's, it was a very strange thing to have. It was it felt like plot, right? Just like like yeah. Stella wanting to organize Will's treatment. It felt like the plot was like, okay, now this happens, and I didn't like it. <laughs> I think that's just where it. The fact that it was adapted from a screenplay yeah. in the book really shows at this part mm-hmm. because they get caught at the party. Yeah. No joke. I flipped the page. Yes. I flipped the page. Yes. Poe is dead. <laughs> and then five pages later, they're walking out in the snow. It was it was the most ridiculous thing to read. Yeah. So I'm like, what is your best friend just died? You're going to spend more than like two pages yeah. in grief? You know what we didn't do? We didn't talk about the alternative ending. This story actually has two endings. The book ends differently than the movie. In the in the book, uh, it's something like eight months later or something like that. Stella's doing great with her new lungs. Will is traveling with his friend. And they meet up again at an airport 
because they're both going to Rome, I want to say. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And in the movie, we never get that scene. They just go their separate ways and never talk to each other again. So one of them ends a little bit more hopeful and one of them doesn't. And I think it's a deleted scene from the movie um, that they decide not to include in the final cut. Why do you think they did that? I'm going to be honest. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you have zero thoughts on It's like on the one matter. of those things. I think the problem is because I, at this point I was sort of speed reading the book the last like 10, 15 pages. I, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I didn't read Will's speech That's for the <laughs> that best. he made. It was really it was hard to yeah. get through. Um, I don't know. I'm going to be honest. It just lost me so much at this point. Yeah, no, I get that. that I just think it doesn't matter how they ended it for me. Yeah, no, I get that. Because I think, I don't know. I feel frustrated with like the message of both the book and the movie. Um, Because I get that like, I feel like maybe, I I don't believe that they're two, that Stella and Will are different characters at the end of this these stories than they were at the beginning. They feel very much like the exact same, uh, which is always frustrating. And so I think I'm, I'm like ultra frustrated. Like I'm like top level frustrated with the fact that the relationship ended without Stella's input. And so in that sense, I like the, the book just a little bit better. I like that book ending just a little bit better because it gives Stella a little bit more agency at the end. On the flip side, I think it, triple undercuts whatever message they're trying to say (laughs) and so i feel really conflicted i don't know if i like it or not i just think it in general the last like 10 percent of this book was probably the wrong choice (laughs) for whatever they were trying to do yeah yeah i agree so so david would you recommend reading this book no. Yeah. Okay. Go. Not really. Read some John Green instead. Yeah. Honestly, John Green does a much better job at it. Uh, honestly, a lot of different authors do a lot better job at it. Uh, I I love the spotlight it put on cystic fibrosis. Yeah, super interesting. I think it was a very important thing. Mm-hmm. I loved the idea of these three kids who want nothing more than to connect with others. And the only people they get placed to connect with each other with are people that they cannot get within six feet of each other. That is incredibly interesting. Yeah, If this was cystic fibrosis breakfast club, I would be on board for that story. I think that's a very interesting story. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So no, got it. I would not read this book. You will you will get mad at Will's chapters. Yeah, so those much. chapters are not great. When I opened the book, I think I texted you this. When I opened the book and I got through the first like 10, 15 pages of Stella's chapter and then found out this was a YA novel with split perspectives, yeah. I got so mad. I didn't want to know what Will was thinking. <laughs> I didn't mind it, but I just don't think it added anything to it. So I totally understood your frustration. Yeah. So, Amanda, mm-hmm. would you recommend seeing this movie? Um, I think it was a decent movie. Uh, I think if you are looking for something, I guess, light, even though it talks about cystic fibrosis and a main character dies. Um, I think if you're looking for something sweet and, uh, you know, teen romance YA uh, with a decent soundtrack and some fair, very well acted scenes. I think this is worth the watch. Um, you know, if you're in the mood for that kind of thing, if you're with the right group of people, uh, I don't think it's the best movie to have done something like this, uh, but I think it was an enjoyable one. So I would say yes, with an asterisk. I agree with that. Yeah. I think it might be worth it to skip the last 20% mm. just so that you can see uh, what's her name? Gosh, I already forgot her name. Uh, Haley Lou Richardson's scenes. Yeah. I, her scenes are she, great. I cannot under, I cannot overpraise how well she acted. Yeah, she nailed it. Given the source material. I think, um, you know, if this is something that's on TBS in the background, I don't know if I would change it right away. Uh, but I don't know if I would purchase this movie. I think that's the caveat. 
think I would watch it with other people. I don't think I would purchase it. Did you just reveal to the audience that you still have cable? Because <laughs> I do not. I, I, there, there's, <laughs> there's a good amount of the audience that's probably like, what's TBS? <laughs> like, what, what does that stand for? Is that like just, a website? That's always like, that's always like my scale of whether or not I would watch something. If it was on TBS and had a commercial every eight minutes, would I change the channel? I don't know stuff like stuff like uh, Indiana Jones and like an action stuff like that kind of stuff or like a rom-com. I would usually leave on the TV while I do stuff around the house. Um, I have not had cable though in like hmm, eight years or something like that since I okay. moved out. Yeah. So <laughs> since I had to if, pay for it myself, I had cable. <laughs> if you've made a mistake and you accidentally got the TBS package from Comcast. Yeah. This, and this is a is good playing. TBS movie. Yeah, you can leave it on in the background while you make cookies or whatever. I think that's a great, great way to end it. Yeah. yeah. A cookie making TBS movie. Yeah. So that was our episode on Five Feet Apart. Let us know what you think about the movie or book on the social pages. We still yeah. have to make. They'll be we'll there. They'll be there by the time there. this comes out. Yeah. Okay. Just any of them. Our uh, podcast is timeless. You never know when this is going to actually hit mm-hmm. people. <laughs> we are eternal. Time is a flat <laughs> podcast. Uh <laughs> Feel free to also share it with a friend. We'd appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Or That'd to nice. the the nearest teen yeah the nearest teen anybody with a crush on cole sprouse who doesn't mind making fun of cole sprouse i would say is Ooh. the ideal audience for this i don't know they might not like us they might not like us <laughs> i don't think we, we do talk cole about cable Ooh. <laughs> all the teens favorite subject yeah no netflix and um I don't know, Frappuccinos? What are people into today these days? Oh, Amanda. Oh, Still Frappuccinos? Let's, let's stop talking about teens. It's just going <laughs> to age more and more and more. Dabbing? I don't know. Oh, no, Amanda. Oh, that's so 2018, <laughs> maybe 2017. I don't even know. Uh, so what are we doing next, David? So the next movie and book we're going to be doing is Ready Player One. So if you haven't checked it out and would like to before our discussion, be sure to check both the movie and book out. It's a pretty easy read and watch. Uh, and just get ready. You're, you're going to get to visit Sonic. Can't can't wait yeah. to visit some Sonic. Do that and watch one of the 10,000, one to 20 of the 10,000 YouTube videos that are out there about this book and or movie. Yes, please. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Amanda. So it's over. It's over. That's it. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>